Good morning, church. Uh, Today's reading is from Mark chapter 3, verses 13 to 19, and that can be found on page 1004 in the church Bibles. That's Mark chapter 3, 13 to 19, on page 1004. Jesus appoints the twelve. Jesus went up on a mountainside and called to him those he wanted, and they came to him. He appointed 12 that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. These are the 12 he appointed. Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter. James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. To them he gave the name Boanerges, which means sons of thunder. Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Luke. you this morning to be thinking about this passage and um, I'm particularly excited about the preaching sermons that we have, preaching series that we have uh, this term. Uh, As Neil has already said, in our evening service at the seven, we're thinking about Jonah, the prodigal prophet. Uh, And firstly, let me apologize to you if at any point you feel communicated to that you're not welcome at the seven, uh, because you most definitely are welcome to come to the evening service and to enjoy that service. We're really enjoying that service. It's a great space where we've got some freedom to worship God together and to look at a different part of scripture together. You'd be most welcome uh, at that service if you'd like to. We created the service in a hope of making somewhere where our uh, young adults and students would feel welcome, but everyone is uh, particularly welcome at that service. Uh, If you'd rather not go out in the middle of the, uh, well, not quite the middle of the night, is it? But, you know, in the early hours of the night uh, and get cold, you can listen to the sermon series online. If you've got a smart speaker for Christmas, uh, you can say, Alexa, play the latest podcast from St. Jude Southsea. I'm really sorry to those of you at home with an Alexa uh, that's just gone off and you're now getting me in stereo in somehow. Uh, Or other smart speakers are available wherever you get your podcasts. You can do that as well. As Neil has said, in our morning services, we're particularly thinking about discipleship and we're using this definition Uh, Being with Jesus, becoming like Jesus, and doing what Jesus did. And we're spending four weeks looking at each of those things in turn. So we're still with uh, being with Jesus at the moment. Let me quickly pray for us as we look ahead to this passage and what uh, we're going to think about today. Lord, we praise you that you are here. We thank you for the truth of your promise that when we gather in your name, you are with us. Lord, would we know your presence with us tangibly this morning? Would you come and meet with us? Would you speak to us? Would you dwell deeply within your word? Lord, 
Lord God, come into this space and speak to us this morning, we pray. Amen. As uh, we've said before, one of the words that we could translate uh, the Talmudin uh, into is the word apprentice. And I wonder what comes to your mind when you think about the word apprentice, when you think about apprenticeships. Maybe you had an apprenticeship. Uh, maybe that's what comes to your mind. Uh, perhaps a regular TV program uh, that's on at the moment uh, comes uh, to your mind as well. Apprenticeships in our culture are nothing new. They've been around uh, for generations. Uh, they went out of fashion for a while and came back into uh, resurgence in the middle of the mid-90s. And that's uh, pretty much where this program came out of as well. Uh, and now you can get apprenticeships in almost anything. Uh, in fact, if you search on Google for apprenticeships, you get a lot of results. And if you search for the characteristics needed to be an apprentice, uh, then you get quite a few things that are in common. And actually, as I looked at those job applications, I thought, actually, they have some things in common with what we need uh, to see and what we need to model as apprentices of Jesus. And the first thing that we see on all of the job applications uh, is that the people who are called to be apprentices don't need to be practiced. Uh, I don't normally have things beginning with the same letter. Uh, this morning I have, uh, I have, so forgive me for that. But the first thing we see is they're not practiced. All of the job applications you see, you don't need to have a specific amount of skill or qualification in the area that you're going to be working in to be able to do that. Now, this is a little bit different to the Jesus' contextual understanding of the Talmudin. As Neil said last week, uh, those that would follow uh, the rabbi would usually be the best of the best. They would study really hard. They would know their scriptures inside out. And yet, Jesus models something perhaps a little bit different. We read in Acts 4 that um, when they saw the courage of Peter and John... My uh, remote doesn't seem to be working. There we are. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and took note that these men had been with Jesus. The qualification of Peter and John was that they had been with Jesus. It wasn't that they had this extraordinary skill or talent. We don't know the background of the others who followed Jesus, particularly other than obviously uh, Matthew and the zealot. We're unsure of what it is. But there's something about the fact that Jesus calls us from where we are today. I can't actually find the root of this saying, uh, but I've heard it said a number of times. Jesus doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. He doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. What do I mean by that? It means it doesn't matter what our background is. If we have a PhD in theology, then the calling of Jesus is to follow him. If we haven't picked our Bible up ever in our lives, if it's covered in dust, the calling of Jesus is to follow him. One of my favorite callings of the disciples is Matthew. Uh, we see this in Matthew 9. Jesus went on from there and he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him. And Matthew got up and followed him. I love the simplicity of that verse. He doesn't say to Matthew, Matthew, go off and do these 10 things and then come back to me and we'll see how well you did of them and then we'll see whether or not you qualify to follow me. He doesn't say that you need to have got these things sorted in your character before you can do so. He just simply says, follow 
me. I think Jesus is saying that same thing to us today. It doesn't matter where we've come from. It doesn't matter where we are. Jesus is calling us to follow him from exactly where we sit this morning. The second thing uh, we see uh, in the job applications is that they're not prideful. They can't be prideful. The thing that's consistent almost in every single application is a characteristic needed for humility. Uh, Sometimes it's written as teachability. Sometimes written as willingness to learn. Uh, But all of those sort of characteristics about humility are required. Now, here we're going back to the TV show, I think. Um, And if you've actually seen The Apprentice, you'll see that sometimes this is a bit lacking. Uh, One of my favorite things that they produce on on The Apprentice TV is the interview reels. And I've got just a minute's worth of a collection of them for you to watch. Let's see whether this works together. At the moment, I'm a a big fish in a small pond. Now, I'm going to be a big fish in a big pond. But I think we've got a lot of other candidates probably staring at this camera right now saying, I'm passionate about this. I'm a grafter. I really want it. I'm passionate. I'm all of those things. But I'm not struggling for things to say. I'm the best. I'm the best social worker in the world. I'm the best social work consultant in the world. No one, there's nobody better than me. Nobody. Nobody. I've, nobody. Nobody, people don't even come half as good as I. Not, never. I've never come across anybody who's as good as me. My biggest, biggest mistake, hmm, I can't think of any. I think of weaknesses. I don't think I've made any mistakes. I'm very aggressive. Very, very aggressive. I will not leave the room without getting a sale. I've got the personality and the charm, sure. But I've also got the knowledge to back it up. I mean, personality and charm is nothing if you don't know what you're talking about. I I genuinely don't think that there's been another candidate like me on The Apprentice before, purely because of my background and the work experience that I have and the type of industry that I'm working in. I'm sure there hasn't. Uh, And uh, before you worry that I'm pointing the finger at other people, I'll give an illustration from my own life in in a moment. But I wonder, as we thought ahead to this sermon series, this idea of being... Uh, disciples of Jesus, what our response has been. Have we been excited about all that we will learn? Or has there been a small part of us that's gone, you know what, I think I'm actually doing all right at the moment. I'm not sure if there is anything else for me to learn now. Is there any danger of that for us, I wonder? The disciples had this, of course, as well. Uh, We see in Luke chapter 9, uh, when they are arguing about who amongst them is, going, is, is greatest. Jesus' response in the parallel verses in Matthew 18 says, Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. We need to be like little children, to come uh, humbly before the Lord with teachable hearts, knowing that there are always things that we can learn, always things that we can grow in. I suspect from time to time all of us have uh, moments of pride in our lives uh, and uh, hopefully the Lord will correct us in them. Uh, On Sunday the 12th of December, just a few weeks ago, I started my normal Sunday routine of taking a lateral flow test, uh, which was uh, negative. And I then went to church uh, on a Sunday when I wasn't really doing a great deal. Uh, I wasn't involved in the morning services at all uh, and uh, only lightly involved in the evening service. Uh, And through various different circumstances, different people pulled out of the things that they were doing at all three of our services, 9 o'clock, 10.30, and 7 o'clock. And I ended up doing an awful lot more on Sunday the 12th uh, than I anticipated doing. 
and uh, public confession time here, as I walked home from the evening service, I thought to myself, well, St. Jude's needed me this morning, didn't they? Well, couldn't quite have coped without me. Pride, unadulterated pride. I woke up the next morning to a positive COVID-19 test and was out of action for 10 days, including a Christmas service. God's sense of humor, perhaps, I don't know. I wonder if one or two of us need to address our pride when it comes to discipleship, whether we need to come before him with that childlike faith to know that we all have things that we need to learn. One of the most important things I think we need to remember is the need to be present. We see this again in uh, the job applications. You can't get an apprenticeship um, uh, for it to work in a hut on a Scottish island in the middle of nowhere. You have to be present with the person that you are learning from. This is true also of the disciples. Note verse 14 of our reading. He appointed 12 that they might be with him. The most important characteristic was that they would be with him. How present with Jesus are we? I heard just this week that um, a little while ago, obviously, Mother Teresa was being interviewed by uh, a reporter at CBS News in Canada. Uh, And they asked her, when you pray, what do you say to God? Reasonable question to ask Mother Teresa. And she said, oh, I don't say anything. I just listen. And uh, slightly knocked the reporter. And he said, okay, okay, when you pray, what does God say to you? And she said, oh, he doesn't say anything. He just listens. And then she said, slightly patronizingly perhaps, if you don't understand that, I can't explain it to you. This idea that actually Mother Teresa would just sit in the quiet and listen with the Lord, be present with the Lord. How well do we do in that, I wonder? Remember John 15, the story of the, of the vine and the bright branches. I wonder if we could put that on the screen. Uh, you, it's very small writing. It's on purpose. I'm not going to read it to you. But the, the word re- remain in these 10 verses appears 11 times in 10 verses. That word remain is meno in the Greek. It means to reside in, to live within. It means that whatever we're doing, whether we're doing our shopping, whether we're doing our quiet time, whether we're shouting at the children, whether we're whatever we're doing, we are residing in Christ, remaining in Christ. This is what Brother Lawrence, if you know of him, used to talk about as practicing the presence of God, practicing the presence of God in our lives. To be an apprentice, we need, above all things, to be present with him. I wonder when you think of the fruits of the Spirit, uh, which I'm sure you could name off the top of your head, I wonder if when you read that passage, if you think to yourself, gosh, I could do with some of that. Lord, today I need to be more joyful. I need more patience today, God. Please, will you give me more patience? I wonder if that's how you respond to that passage. Actually, Paul is mirroring these words of Jesus in John's Gospel. Because what he's saying is, that what we need to do is to draw near to Jesus. And out of that relationship with him, we will be more patient. We will be more joyful. 
we will exhibit those gifts of the Spirit. But the thing we do is we don't chase after those things necessarily. We actually chase after Jesus and we go closer to him. By this you shall be known. That is how the fruit comes about, that we would be close to him. The last thing that we see in all of the applications uh, for being a, uh, an apprentice is the need to be proactive. Uh, this is very common in the, in the applications. We need to have an, a proactive approach or to be a go-getter, perhaps, or a self-starter. And I think most of the candidates on the Apprentice TV program don't lack uh, in this area particularly. Uh, I'm off uh, Facebook now, uh, but when I was at Theological College, I was there, and all of my friends would know that I had an essay because I would put um, this picture on the screen. Let's see if we can get the first picture. There we are. I don't know whether you can read that, but on the uh, left-hand side, the person is saying, the task I must undertake is towering me like a great big monolith. And then on the right, it says, it's too big to contemplate, so I think I'll go and have a little look at the internet. Uh, or to put it another way, let's put the other picture on as well. Don't put off until tomorrow what you can avoid for the rest of your life. I wonder if either of those resonates with any of us. We need to simply follow Jesus to be a disciple of Jesus, but we do need to follow him. We do need to do something about that. I've um, got some gifts for you this morning. The first one I'm going to hand out to you uh, on the door, hand, door on the way out, and it's a little guide on being with Jesus that I've written this week. It's my intention, actually, through Lent to produce one of these every week. And within it, uh, there is a, um, a little guide for those who have got two minutes, those who have got 10 minutes, and those who have got half an hour. So if you don't think you have any time at all to add something into your day, put this in the toilet, uh, and the two minutes you can spend when you're on the loo. The Lord doesn't mind, I promise you that. There are, there is, this is just a simple way of being with Jesus in our daily life, of doing that work that Mother Teresa was talking about, of listening to God and letting him listen to us, to sit quietly with him. And many of you may well already do something uh, each day and have been doing something for years and know the fruit of that. And if you do still take one, there may be things that you can learn from it. But if it's your first time, please take this and try it. As I say, I'm going to do some more of these in Lent, but uh, we're seizing the day and giving those to you now. There are lots of other things that you can do. One of the other things I'd love to encourage all of us at some point to do over the next term is to develop what's called a rule of life. I don't know whether you uh, know about rules of life. They sound a bit restrictive uh, in, in the first instance, but a rule of life is a set of uh, uh, practices that we commit to in order to grow closer to Jesus. Uh, the word rule, as I say, sounds restrictive. In fact, the Latin word is the same word we use for trellis. Uh, a vine needs a trellis, a structure within which to hold it up. This is the way in which we will, with our walk with Jesus, hold that relationship with Jesus up. Uh, these guides are a little bit longer, so I've not printed one for everybody. Um, they are on the website, and we'll send them out via email this week. If you haven't got access to the internet, there are about 20 or so of these, and we can print more if we need to. Um, but they are on the website, on the prayer page. If you go to the bottom, both of those things, if you're at home particularly, uh, you can find them there. This covers, this rule of life covers all the areas of our life, from how we do our quiet times, all the way through to how we spend our money and how we spend time with our family. 
I'm going to pray in a moment about how we respond to this idea of being with Jesus. But firstly, remember it is a calling to follow him. It is a simple calling to follow him. Secondly, we need to do so humbly, remembering that there is so much that the Lord can and do, will do in us. And we need to practice this presence with him daily. I wonder if you would stand with me, please. I'm going to pray for us. In a few moments, I'm going to pray, actually pray with words. But before we do that, I just want to ask the Lord Jesus to make his presence known to us individually in this space. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you promise that you are with us. We long to be with you. Would you be with us in this space? Come. Lord Jesus, let's hold some quiet together. As we stand in the quiet together, I wonder how it is that the Lord wants you to respond this morning. It may be that uh, we have for a long time spent time daily with the Lord, that we know what it is to be in his presence and to have that fruit of the Spirit manifest in our lives. But it may be that the Lord has new things to teach us new things for us to do as we spend that time with him, new ways in which we can set the trellis for our life with him. If that's us, in the moment, let's commit that to the Lord. Let's think of the time this week that we will do that work with him. It may be for some of us in the room that we know we've waited for a long time to think about how we can spend time daily with Jesus, being in his presence. That as we look ahead to the week, we think, oh gosh, I've got such a busy week, I'm not sure I can find the space. Lord, help us to prioritize the time and the space we have with you. As we take this guide with us, even to find the two minutes, if not the 30. And in the quiet, let's commit a time today that we will do that. And it may be that for some of us in the room, this calling to follow Jesus is the first thing we need to do.
that we haven't yet bowed the knee to Jesus as Lord and Savior and committed to following him as the way, the truth, and the life. If that's us, then offer that prayer to the Lord. Jesus says, as he said to Matthew, follow me. And all he commands is that you get up and follow him. Perhaps Alpha on Wednesday would be a great next step if that's the case. Lord Jesus, we recognize that each of us in this space come before you in very different ways with very different backgrounds. You know and you call us from exactly where we are right now. Whether we have a PhD in theology or whether we've never picked up our Bibles, your calling is the same. Follow me. Lord, this morning we respond to that and say we will follow you. Just hold another moment in the quiet. He appointed them that they might be with him. Lord, we praise you that you long to be with us, that you long for us to be with you, that you long to use us for your kingdom. Lord, excite us with all that you long to do in us and through us. And remind us of your ever presence with us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to continue to respond.